Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Hello and good morning. The date is Sunday, April 30th, 2016, and the time is 11 a.m. You are listening to Q Talk Radio. Q Talk Radio is an LGBTQ radio station, and I'm your host, Xavier Mejia. Joining me this morning as my guest is a board member and board president of the Pasadena Pride Center, Aaron Sainz. Pasadena Pride Center serves the greater San Gabriel Valley here in Southern California. You can also call in to speak with us live at 323-870-3984. But first, let's listen to some music. I want to play a song that was requested. Um, This is by queer artist Irene Diaz. I love you madly.
Radio. I am your host, Xavier Mejia. Today is April 30th, 2016. The time is 11.06. You were just listening to Irene Diaz. Joining me this morning as my guest is the board president of the Pasadena Pride Center, Aaron Sainz. The Pasadena Pride Center serves as serves the greater San Gabriel Valley here in Southern California. You can also call in to speak with us live at 323-870-3984. Help me welcome our first guest, Aaron Sun. Good morning, Aaron. Welcome to the show. How are you? I'm really excited this morning. Uh, we have a full room of, of people out there planning our, our uh, programming for the next couple months, so I'm, I'm happy as can be. You have a good group. Uh, many people showed up, and I'm excited to connect with, with your audience. Um, uh, so let me share that the Pasadena Pride Center envisions an inclusive San Gabriel Valley free of discrimination in all forms where social justice inspires community engagement and uh, equity for all. Their mission is to promote safe and inclusive LGBT uh, I'm sorry, inclusive San Gabriel Valley for people of all sexual orientations and gender, gender identities. 
They foster respect for individuals, advocacy, education, and resources that encourage cultural diversity, health, healthy living, and a full achievement of personal potential. I know that the Pasadena Pride Center also lists a core values. Can you share with our listeners what those are? So the, the first one is, is uh, we really value diversity. Um, the San Gabriel Valley itself is one of the most diverse um, areas in, in LA County. Um, and so that's our, our first uh, value. Our second one is empowerment. We really want to um, bring in a culture of leadership um, and uh, responsibility to our community because um, you know, not one person can do everything. We, we have to get that community in, empowered so that they can make uh, change in their world. And the last one is, is collaboration. Um, as I mentioned before, you know, we, we as the Pasadena Pride Center can't do the amount of work that needs to be done by ourselves. We need to work with other agencies that exist um, within the 31 cities and the five unincorporated with, regarding to government entities, but also other nonprofits. What a great answer. <laughs> um, you know, I'll just let our listeners know that you and I met when we were youth ourselves, I think, right? Um, I don't use numbers. <laughs> so, so we've known each other for a good 20 years, I'd say. Um, and I've seen, you know, the, the projects that you've been working on evolve. So it's really great to see you uh, in, your, in your role as president of the board president for Pasadena Pride Center. Um, can you share with us how long the center's been around and how did the center come to be? So the project started in 2011, um, around the time of those uh, media covered uh, LGBT suicides. And so a few of the leadership um, in the LGBT community in the San Gabriel Valley came together and Although it wasn't happening in our area, um, we didn't want it to happen. So we came together and we said, you know, we need um, a home, right? The LGBT community needs a home. And so that was kind of the first rendition of, of the Passing the Pride Center is locating um, a physical heart so that the uh, San Gabriel Valley LGBT community can come together for support, for a linkage to services. Um, and so that was really our first rendition. Um, and now I can say, you know, in 2015, we have the, a home. Uh, we are located at the Epic Spaces building uh, in Pasadena, uh, right across from the Pasadena Playhouse. And um, now we're looking forward to um, what is our next mission. Um, and our next mission is really to provide linkage to services within our community. Um, there are things there, but they may not be linked together. So we could have a resident that lives in Arcadia um, that needs services, and those services are not offered in Azusa or, or Baldwin Park. And so we're really going to start working to um, organize the community to advocate. So those linkages, number one, are culturally competent to our community, but also that they're linked together. And so that, that way, you know, we're servicing the whole San Gabriel Valley. So though you are called Pasadena Pride Center, you really serve um, past Pasadena's borders. Definitely. And that's, that's why um, 
I believe in January, we voted to add the tagline to our organizational um, media that um, we're serving the, the entire San Gabriel Valley. And that uh, goes back to our new mission statement as well. Fantastic. Uh, SGV. <laughs> um, how did you become involved with the center? So um, I have been involved in, in the LGBT community, the San Gabriel Valley, since about... 2001. Um, and, and at that year, um, I had just moved back myself from um, New Mexico, and um, I heard about this event called Pasadena Pride, and I called the number. I was really excited to get involved, and I found that the organization had closed their doors in, in 1999, so I was a, a year and a half too late. Um, but I was able to convince three of those people to come together and we started San Gabriel Valley Pride, which is um, the LGBT Pride Festival for the area. So I've been working on that project since 2001 and then in 2011, um, the founding members of the Pasadena Pride Center approached me and, and asked if I would like to be involved in this project. And my original goal behind San Gabriel Valley Pride was to turn the festival into an LGBT organization. But I didn't know how to do that. So when someone approached me and says, we're going to do it, do you want to help? I was all on board. Oh, fantastic. So one thing led to another, and there you have it. Um, what I know you were, you were talking about this earlier uh, in, in your briefing, but can you share with us with more detail, what sort of programs does the center offer? So um, I'll go in order that they were launched. Um, our very first program was uh, the men's group. And uh, basically the idea behind that was um, it's a volunteer social and um, networking group that is organized by a core group of members. And basically it's to get the LGBT community out um, in public so that all our events are, you know, um, in the community. They're, they're not just here at the center, um, bowling nights and movie nights. And um, so really it started because uh, of the app culture. <laughs> a lot of guys were telling me that, you know, they could have a wonderful date with uh, a guy and then they'd see him on the app the next day. So it was really to like bring people together um, to create a community. Uh, so then our second program was Pride Talks. And we kind of modeled that after the TED Talks um, that everybody's familiar with now. And mm -hmm. basically they just tackle a, a different topic every month. Um, and uh, the most recent one we did was uh, Money Matters. And so that was done on financial literacy and FICO scores. Um, but we've done ones on how to adopt a child, how to buy a house, um, and Transgender 101. And finally, my, our most interesting one was Bisexuality, Myths and Facts. Mm. Um, and then our third program that we launched was our Community Needs Assessment, which is what we just concluded um, this month. Uh, and then the next program after that would be the uh, Seniors Program. Uh, and that one was um, basically a uh, more of a supportive group. So it, it's a support group and educational group for people who are over 50 um, to come together. And, and they do... Um, they did one on Medicare and the LGBT community educational forum, and uh, they're doing a social group called Mixed Nuts. Um, <laughs> I know, yeah. And then um, the women's program started in April, um, and that is um, a kind of a mere uh, counterpart to the men's group. Um, and they just started doing monthly dinners, and now they're starting to do more 
programming. Um, and then our last group, which we just picked up in February, is uh, called Rainbow Connections. And that's an LGBT youth support group um, that we took over from Neighborhood Church over here in Pasadena. And uh, it's a great group of youth. Um, it's for ages 12 and 18. And uh, it's, they do movie nights. They, do, um, they did a, a presentation on cutting, you know, um, which is, you know, when, when people are depressed, they, you know, cut themselves. So they were talking about supportive services for that and what the signs were um, to educate the, the youth about that. So a real group of programs that, that are solid. What an interesting topic, you, you know, um, I've been working in social services myself, but, uh, you know, cutting has come up a few times, and, and I, know, I don't want to get off topic too much, but since you brought it up, I just want to make sure our listeners know that, that the topic of cutting isn't uh, necessarily attached to suicide or deviation. There really is more of a, a, coping, uh, a coping mechanism that, that oftentimes is used to actually feel something in places and times where folks feel numb and uh, isolated and mm -hmm. disassociate. But, you know, uh, one of the things I really like about everything you're saying is this idea, this model where you're not waiting for people to access services here at your location, that you're really uh, going to them, that you're really going out to the community, and that in some ways um, you're fostering the already what's, what's happening out there where there's people, uh, you know, uh, connecting and uh, you're just uh, joining the, the conversation, adding to the dialogue, uh, perhaps adding format to a discussion. And what, what can you share with us uh, some of those stories? What, what has been the, how have people received your, your presence in the community? So as I mentioned, in one of our programs that we're just concluding is our community needs assessment. And it was a, a two part, um, entity. The first part was an online survey that takes about 15 minutes for people to complete. But the second part was one of the things that I, I hold dear, and they were called listening forums. And we made a point to have them throughout the San Gabriel Valley. Um, January, we had one in Pasadena. Um, February, we had one in West Covina. Um, and then um, March, we had one for um, Monterey Park and Montebello, and then uh, the one that we just had in April was uh, over in San Dimas. But the most amazing stories we, we gathered from that, uh, one of them from the Pasadena um, group was um, parents of a transgender child, and their child had just come out to them like that Monday, and the, um, the form was on Tuesday. So these Parents were Googling, you know, what services they can find, and they found out about the event. So they came, and they were really happy to hear that there's a community. But um, number two, that there were other people going through their same situation. And mm. so we were able to connect them to Pasadena PFLAG, um, and uh, now they're getting that support um, from other families that, uh, that are going through what they're going through. How can folks uh, become involved with the Pasadena Pride Center? How do how do people sort of connect with you? So that's um, we we have obviously our, our all our social media accounts, but what we're working on today is creating um, that funnel. So people are first made aware of our organization. Um, maybe they'll come to one of our events. But how to funnel them into leadership roles? Um, so that's what we're actually creating that plan, so that when people want to volunteer what is the channel for them to 
who's the point person, what you know paperwork. So that it's not set up right now, but um, it will be set up so that people you know can have a channel to help make a difference in our community. Um, and so you know, please like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter. That opportunities will be announced on those media. So you have um, a Twitter account and uh, all the social social medias, right? Yeah. So um, I, I know that the Twitter is past Pride Center. The Instagram is the same. Uh, Facebook, we're Pasadena Pride Center, and then our website is uh, Pride Pasadena. Fantastic. Um, tell us a little bit about the Pasadena Pride Center's board. Uh, who are they? What, what is their involvement? So one of my most uh, boastable um, ideas about the board is that um, they're all from or work or live in, in, in the San Gabriel Valley. And that was really important to me because um, I, I was born and raised here and I know that we're a little different bird <laughs> than LA or, or, or the metropolitan area. And so it's really important that the, that the board members reflect um, that diversity. Uh, the, the other diversity that they reflect is that they're from all over the area. They're not all from Pasadena, they're not all um, from even areas that are close. Um, you know, we have them throughout. Um, the other uh, key is we're all from different fields. Um, I'm a teacher. Um, we have a board member, uh, Jeanette Ledea, who's a, who's a realtor in the area. And uh, we have a, a board member, um, Patricia Gonzalez, who is the point person for transitioning um, therapy in the area. So um, it's really good that she's on board because when we have questions about that and when we get the phone calls and emails, um, we have a point person that we can um, uh, provide that person so they have somebody to talk to in this area. Mm -hmm. So again, the, the board is, is amazing um, and really representative of our community. That's great. Um, in terms of, of your events, I read that you have an event called Dine Out for Pride. Can you tell me about that? So uh, you mentioned that we really get out in the community. So what we do with local restaurants is we partner with them on usually a slow day. Um, and we say, look, everybody go to this restaurant uh, between this time and this time. Mention that you're there with the Pasadena Pride Center. And what the restaurant will do in return is give us a portion of the, the tickets for that event. Um, and so we've done them with um, uh, a, a lesbian-owned uh, restaurant here in town called Brazen Crumble. Um, it's located right there by the um, the Pasadena Ice House on Mentor. Oh, yeah. Uh, but we've done them with uh, a restaurant, um, I, I think they closed down, but, you know, uh, a little Mexican restaurant right there on, on uh, Colorado Boulevard. Um, and then uh, we've done them, you know, various restaurants throughout time. So if you're interested, if you know a little restaurant, please get in contact with us and we'll reach out to them. Oh, that's great. Uh, and, and that's one of the great things about being in Pasadena, right? There, there's a plethora of places to dine out. So many good, so many good places. <laughs> I, I know when folks come over and they ask, where do you want to go? Yeah, I, I just, sometimes it's hard. And the great thing about living here in Pasadena, because I, you know, we both live, I live in Pasadena, um, I, I, we have a, a variety. We have the mom and pop shop, and then we also have the bigger restaurants and anything in between. But more importantly, we have the, the uh, hole in the wall. 
Oh, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> uh, can you share with me what what should we look forward to? What can we expect of the Pasadena Pride Center this coming year? Oh, my God. Um, so that, that's a, a big question because that's actually what we're answering today. We're, uh, we have a, a, a group of people who are care about our community, um, and we basically ask them a broad question. What do you want to see in this community? And so with the data coupled from the needs assessment and the passion of, of the volunteers that made the time and effort to come here, we're going to start creating um, more visibility of the LGBT community in the San Gabriel Valley, um, but also more um, community education to the general public that you know we are here um, we do live in this community we do work in this community we don't all live in west hollywood mm. um and funny thing um is that the demographics of west hollywood are changing um we are now the new west hollywood um and so it, it's going to be an interesting time so yeah look for big things can't give much detail about that but um i know you're going to see and hear a lot more well, I, I, as you talk about the comparison of West Hollywood, um, you and I have talked about this before. As, as San Gabriel uh, Valley youth, we traveled somewhere when we were younger, 20 years ago, to be a part of a community to to uh, eat with other queer folks or LGBT folks, um, to dance with them, and even drink. You know, um, but today it doesn't have to be that way. In fact, Pasadena's been named one of the safest LGBT cities in, in the United States. So um, more and more do we see uh, LGBTQ families here and um, adopting children in Pasadena time and time again. So it only makes sense that there's a Pasadena Pride Center here. Well, and, and you, you touch on an important part that that it is safe in Pasadena, but as you go further east to areas like uh, San Dimas and uh, Claremont, um, those areas um, are a lot more conservative, um, and so that's a lot of work that we need to do. We need to outreach those communities, but also organize those communities to create organic LGBT and. Uh, lack of a better word, a, a mini center um, to, so that they can start producing events um, in, in their areas as well. Um, and so it's kind of shifting it to instead of making um, a queer community that's safe within the community, making the community safe for everybody. Right. And, and that's, that's one of the big things that we're trying to do. So, so the idea would be to have um, sort of satellite centers or, or events. Or just uh, even pop-ups. Yeah, that, that sounds great. Um, you know, I know that we discussed that we're going to be talking to some of the folks. What I want to do is uh, I want to break uh, and play some more music while we, you know, we invite some people to join us and share with us a little bit about okay. their stories. Um, you are listening to Q Talk Radio. We are joined by Aaron Sun. Am I saying your last name right? I mean, I've, I think I've said you, your name. You said it at the beginning, and then uh, it, 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 it signs like street signs. Sign. Oh, okay, signs. Okay. Um, so if you want more information on this episode, please visit qtopradio.com, or you can also visit Pasadena Pride, uh, no, correction, pridepasadena.org. And we are 
going to take a short break, but we'll be right back. And uh, let's see, who are we going to play? Do you want to listen to Crazy Love by Irene Diaz? We were playing her earlier, and she's uh, a queer artist, a I'm local always, artist. I'm always one for crazy. <laughs> well, here you have it. I Crazy Love by Irene Diaz. Hand out. 
Hello and good morning. You're listening to Q Talk Radio. I'm your host, Xavier Mejia. Today's date is Sunday, April 30th, 2016. The time is 1131. I was joined by Pasadena Pride Center Board President Aaron Sands. Uh, or, um, let me see. I know he just told me that the, the pronunciation of his last name. So I think it's like street signs of signs. Uh, Aaron <laughs> Signs. There we go. Um, for more information on this episode, please visit QTalkRadio.com. And for more information on the Pasadena Pride Center, please visit, here we go, PridePasadena.org. Um, if you'd like to call in, you can do so by calling 323-870-3984. You are listening to Crazy Love by Irene Diaz. Now we are joined by uh, the Pasadena Pride Center's uh, newest board member, Kermi. Hi, Kermi. Hi, I'm Kermini. Oh, Kermini. Yes, okay, and uh, presently I'm involved with Pasadena Pride Center and uh, on the seniors committee. Well, welcome to the show. It's so nice to meet you. Uh, so you were sharing with me a little bit about your involvement with the Pride Center and that you actually started with the All Saints Church um, LGBTQIA yes. group there. Ministry, yes. Wow. Yes. And how did how did you sort of dwindle this way? How did you make this collaboration? Well, uh, at the moment we were trying to um, develop a small group mm-hmm. in um, All Saints Church, but some of the members of this Pasadena Pride Center managed to attend there or intends to attend a small group and that is meant to develop um, more like uh, vigor for community involvement and also for self you know, development as being an LGBTQIA. So, and partly I, I, I'm really passionate with the uh, Pasadena Pride Center because the activities we have is really to, to really go to the mainstream of our LGBTQIA community all over, from youth to seniors, mm-hmm. see, and uh, especially we are trying to uh, highlight now how we can help the transgender community well. I commend, you know, both uh, initiatives. I would say, well, the Pasadena Pride Center and and the church's efforts. Uh, I yes, think we have a lot of things still to be done. It's not that the Prop 8 was finished and the marriage equality is done. In fact, um, I don't know if you have heard of Bishop Gene Robinson, who came over from, from Washington, D.C. And uh, really emphasize that there are still a lot of work to do, especially the, the support that is you know, needed for, especially for the trans community as that. And I think the uh, discussion that Aaron and I were having involves also that, yes, uh, to, to a degree, um, West Hollywood is no longer the epicenter of mm-hmm. the community per se. Mm-hmm. You know, we there's so many of the central locations of clothes um, in, in in those areas. 
Um, but what we see more and more in, in Pasadena are uh, families, queer families, you know, and adopting. Exactly, yes. And so that doesn't mean that, you know, we don't need services for those individuals, yes. but we also need the services that have always existed. We can't just give up on, you know, exactly. communion and exactly. community. Yes, and, um, yes. In fact, it is really very, um, now we have already tried, I don't know if Aaron discussed with you that we, we managed to be able to to now know the needs of each and every, uh, you know, San Gabriel Valley is very big and huge um, territory at that. So what we tried to do, and this was really a very impressive initiative of Aaron to do, the tapping of the needs of each and every community. So we managed to, now we're focusing on that and try to get as much people to volunteer to be able to be really productive and you know, efficient in supporting their needs. So, so what you're talking about is the uh, needs assessment that was put out by the Pasadena Pride Center. Yes. Yeah, I've seen this. I actually filled out one of the, the online <laughs> yes. um, um, needs assessments. Yes. And, and, and I think it's still going on everywhere. Yeah, and, I, and I've heard of different events taking place in yes. Almani and different parts of the San Gabriel Valley. Exactly. So, so the efforts are really to understand the needs of the San Gabriel Valley uh, as a as a whole and yes. understanding what the demographics are, right? Yes, precisely. And because this does not really just isolate the San Gabriel Valley, because those those that are in North Hollywood or in WeHo and all those places, some of them work there but they stay here they live here in this area as far as Pomona or whatever but see um activities have to be collaborative so i think what we're trying to focus now is that in fact i'm attending a, a latino community um i think a needs assessment also element in um somewhere in east la mm -hmm. next two weeks from now so what we're trying to to really like mold is really a very united and solid you know collaborative efforts from different areas and also to really highlight the different events that we have here in uh, Pasadena Pride Center in order to get involved people more people involved in it sounds like you know the more we know the more we can see each other precisely and uh, the emphasis of i don't know if you have heard of it but but this point that the brian stevenson have, have mentioned well, one is that you know um you need to be involved or you need to be presently there in order to be effective right i i, I commend you and your work the work that the pasadena pride center is doing i look forward to continuing our discussion and our involvement and you know I just want to make sure that our audience knows if they want more information on the Pasadena Pride Center to visit pridepasadena.org. Um, for more information on the show and past episodes please visit qtalkradio.com and check out our blog. You can now download our app for Android and Apple from your Apple Store, I mean from your App Store and um, Thank you for listening to Q Talk Radio. Thank you well, for being my guest. Well, it's our pleasure, uh, Xavier. Thank you so much for inviting us over here. Have a good day. Have a great day for you. Thank you.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.